0: There's a fine line between genius and insanity, and we're walking it. It's the Marketing Madhouse.
1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Madhouse. I'm your host, Moira Vetter, and I am joined today by Moto Moto Agency's very own Director of Media, Melissa Nordin. Hello. Let's start with uh, a little bit about your career in media. Obviously, media has undergone tremendous, you know, transformation in the last few decades, as has everything in marketing. Um, And I assume your experience has likewise been really varied. Um, How did you start out in media? You know, tell me a little bit about this journey. Yeah, I mean, like you
2: said, I've been doing this for quite some time, and I've really had the opportunity to experience firsthand the evolution of media you know when i started when you started Mm -hmm. there was no internet Mm -hmm. and when we did media planning for clients we really only thought about a handful of tactics right we talked about broadcast radio tv um, print was king Mm -hmm. um, you know magazines newspapers out of home Um, not a lot to think about, and our KPIs were really built on impression delivery. Did Mm -hmm. we do what we said we were going to do? How efficient was the media? Um, You know, but digital really changed everything about media, and I think it continues to every day. Mm -hmm. Things are evolving. Um, You know, it's been quite a transition for people like me to experience but the great thing about it is now we have so much measurability for Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. for what we're doing in media I think you and I both remember getting the question from our clients um, how do we know if our advertising is working you and I both know it was working but outside of things like brand lift studies we had no real way to um, to prove the value of our
1: media. So, but well, you know, I, you you were uh, when we were prepping for this, we were talking about, you know, the age-old question. Mm-hmm. You called it, right? The age-old mm-hmm. question of is my marketing working, which is right. the John Wanamaker dilemma. So, I took the liberty of looking mm-hmm. up the Wanamaker dilemma just for for those that do not know. And we're just talking about media transformation in the mm-hmm. last, you know, 30 years, but John Wanamaker lived from 18 it says, oh, the company was 1875. 1875. Uh, so he was in the 1800s and he was a pioneer in um, in retail. He was the first, right. uh, you know, general goods store um, and uh, he was a the first uh, company to do media placements to run advertising from a consumer's perspective. So, he, you know, Harvard has a write up on him. And you know he always talked about the the it was called the wanna maker dilemma, which is half of my media is working. The problem is I don't know which half. Right. right. And and here we are, right? That that he was doing these things in the you know early 1900s, and we still have clients that show up and say, "Can you tell me what is working here every day?" Mm-hmm. And
2: I think the great thing is we're getting um, better at answering that question mm-hmm. versus just. I think it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's working. I just can't tell you to what extent.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think one of the exciting things that I know we'll get back to is the stuff travels in circles, too, because you said we started out with broadcast, and in many ways we're getting back to broadcast. Like, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming back that's tech-enabled now, and so... I think uh, for anyone out there who doesn't know a lot about media, uh, doesn't know what it means or what a lot of the terminology, there's a lot of terminology in it, um, hopefully we can um, you know, help give everybody a little more level grounding. Uh, it, it's not magic. It, it is involved, and it has a lot more math involved <laughs> than ever before, yes. uh, but uh, hopefully this will be useful. Um, but, so we've talked media, but let's talk specifically you to just help everybody understand, you know, how how did you start your career, where did you start c- your career, and, and how did you get where you are today?
2: I am the odd bird that is actually doing pretty much what I plan to do. That's extremely unique. It <laughs> is. It is. I'm a unicorn. Um, I studied advertising in college. I really loved the opportunity in the profession. I found out very quickly that creative was not uh, the path for me. Mm -hmm. And when I took the media planning course that everyone hated, (laughs) I loved it. (gasps) And I I was like, I found it. I Mm -hmm. I found my place and my role that allows me to think creatively, but also tap into that analytical side. Um, which, you know, you really do have to love math and a spreadsheet to Mm -hmm. fully embrace media. So it was just um, a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. I knew all along that I wanted to do media. Mm -hmm. When I graduated from college, I started my career at Ogilvy & Mather Mm -hmm. here in Atlanta, which is Mm -hmm. sort of a dream if you're Mm -hmm. studying advertising and you get to Walk through these red hallways mm-hmm. and um, and really get a great foundation of learning. I was trained in the business by a man who had run media departments in New York City, so I think mm-hmm. I had very classical foundation. Um, And eventually I did go to New York Mm -hmm. and spent sort of the requisite year Mm -hmm. up there. But Mm -hmm. I am Southern, as you can tell by my (laughs) accent, and it was a little too cold for me. So I came back to Atlanta, and that is really where I pivoted to work in a more entrepreneurial environment. Mm -hmm. This man that was my mentor in the business founded his own agency, and I got that bug of Mm -hmm. starting at a – um, a smaller mm-hmm. agency where you can really partner with your clients.
1: and um, Sounds like our company. I mean, we're, exactly. we're, we're doing a lot. We're, we're sort of, I'm going to say making it up as we go, but we have a lot of clients that place a lot of trust in us mm-hmm. and are, you know, looking for a partner along the way to sort of unlock these opportunities.
2: Absolutely. And, well, that's a big reason I'm at bodo Is <laughs> just, I think, when you're an entrepreneur, so, mm-hmm. you know, once you get the bug yep. and a taste of that. Yep. I don't think I could ever go back. Nothing wrong with the yep. big agencies, but just having the opportunity to be shoulder to shoulder with a team and yep. and be part of something that, you know, building and partners
1: with your client is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well and you know, I was um I was talking to a colleague the other day and You know, I think there's a reason that all kinds of companies exist and there's the right place for different people. And, you know, I think big agencies do a great job with foundations and fundamentals and training programs. Um, But I think that the entrepreneurial agencies are really good at throwing you in the frying pan. And the learning is not just something somebody else learned and is imparting to you, but it's your learning. Yes. Um, you know, and, and you you know, th- that's great for some people. It's not great for other people. But a- I also learned in very small environments and I would not be, you know, the person I am if I hadn't, you know, been on that kind of challenging right. journey. Couldn't agree more. I think sometimes it's knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know
2: and having the courage and the ability to figure things out.
1: Mm-hmm. I just want to plant that seed about what kind of environment you want to be in because, spoiler alert, when we get to the end, we're going to be talking about talent a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's important. But back to something, th- this ties into the, the Wanamaker, John Wanamaker dilemma, the whole, uh, is the advertising working? Um, I think uh, media is is asked to prove its worth all the time in a changing dynamic and and i think it's always important to know what you do matters and everybody's always wanted to know what's the roi on that or you know how do i know this is working but i think especially the last few years and especially the last few quarters uh you know the the stakes have gone up right we went through a pandemic. I think very briefly there, people had a lot of tolerance to test and try things because it was totally brave new world and you know n- nobody knows what'll work, so let's try some stuff. But then it, we've now slid back to the economy's tightening up and people's tolerance um, on risk is sort of, of coming back in. So we're going to, I want to start this topic and then we'll probably break and we'll pick it back up. But can, can we right. just talk a little bit Um, you know about that? About why? Why right now it is critical to be able to prove your worth? We're definitely
2: feeling that pressure quite Mm -hmm. a bit, and I, you know, I think what we are starting to see is our clients respond in a way that they're going really lower funnel really Mm -hmm. quick, Mm -hmm. right? Um, give me the lead. I need the contacts, and and it's becoming a little. I think this is where that partnership comes into play to yeah. have the I don't want to say hard conversations, but the direct conversations with clients about you know balancing what we what we need to do, right? Like we can't even in a B2B environment turn mm-hmm. our back on the importance of upper funnel awareness. Well, and it, it's a
1: it's a very long journey, right? It, that's that's the other thing. I think if when you're in a B2C world where it takes a very brief amount of time to understand mm-hmm. what it is. You can get quickly to the ask, Correct. but in a B2B environment, um, I, th- I think that is one of the, the rubs, and maybe this is a good point to end on as we get into this first break. Um, you know, When it when it takes a long time to establish mm-hmm. yourself from an awareness standpoint and top of funnel, you can't just turn things off or jump straight to conversion just because you need conversions Correct. right now. So, Correct. Um, so, so we'll talk a little bit about that and about the mix. Uh, When we come back with Melissa Nordine, Director of Media, and more about all things media. Tonight in Arkansas,
0: there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
1: Hi, I'm Mark
2: Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair?
1: And we're back with our guest, Melissa Nordine on uh, on Marketing Madhouse. And uh, so we were talking a little bit about everyone wanting to drive conversions, which is really critical. Um, but I think that with the evolution of media, there's a lot of unique things you can do. There's a lot that people who aren't in media don't even understand, you know, uh, make up what is media. I think a lot of people know a TV spot and a lot of people think of, you know, a print ad in a newspaper. But can you maybe use an example of one of our clients and talk about all the different kinds of media that that we've done, you know, for for one client as an example?
2: Yeah, sure. And in my world media is just any path to a consumer. So, almost anything could be a media a media channel, but
1: it's sure. a great way I'll to use, look at it.
2: I'll use our uh, small business insurer client as an example. Um, Because of the target audience that they're going after, they're almost approach a B2C Mm -hmm. audience, I think. Right, because there's over Um, 30 million mm -hmm. small business owners in the U.S. So pretty big audience that we're we're going after. And um, we had a great opportunity to look at performance and then retool a plan to begin to test and measure to see where we can get results and we are actually supporting more upper funnel awareness messaging an effort to drive conversion with some of their lower funnel tactics and um, some of the things that we looked at connected TV is is one of my favorite things to talk about um, because it is really part of that evolution of media. Mm-hmm. TV has been around. Forever, when people think of advertising or Mad Men, they're Mm -hmm. thinking about TV commercials. And this is really merging the measurability and the targetability of television with all of the great things about TV, sight, sound, and motion. So Mm -hmm. we took this to the client and showed them the ability to target um, small business owners Mm -hmm. with a TV spot who doesn't like to have their brand on TV, and then we are able to digitally retarget anyone that was served mm-hmm. that TV ad and drive them to conversion. Um, there's probably anytime you test and measure, and I love to talk about test and measure, and I also love to follow up with. We're not going to hit a home run every time. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why well, that's we're not testing, the pl- <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a, the whole idea is to take some calculated risks, and correct. you don't win them all. Yeah,
2: correct. But I am going to say for connected TV, it was a home run. Yeah, you know it was awesome that we could show great levels of awareness, but we could also tie that back to
1: ultimate conversion. Mm-hmm. And, so, and what else did we try with this client? I, I think yeah. there was a, there was a whole lot that we threw at the wall, and it all stuck.
2: It it did it did that was um, and it doesn't work that way every mm-hmm. time, but it did this time. Um, Reddit was another mm-hmm. platform that was a really interesting one for us, and if you think about. Um, The way we use Reddit, Mm -hmm. we're talking about things, we're seeking out information. And one of the things that we found is small business insurance is already a topic of conversation.
1: um, And and I just want to throw one thing in there. When I think about discussion boards, and I know often we're talking about B2B, but, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs are very similar to physicians in they're very peer-to-peer oriented mm-hmm. right so yes. a discussion board for for an industry or a market if you are in a closed market or a very peer-to-peer market right. that's that's a place that again trying trying to yes like really anchor some of these tactics these things don't make sense for everybody but if you are in a peer-to-peer place where people want to get under the hood and talk mono a mono about what things are correct and we even
2: found that they were talking about our client Mm -hmm. as an insurance choice so we felt it was a perfect alignment of our message where the conversation was already happening so we found a, a great opportunity to elevate the brand there a couple of other things we did and we don't in our world now we don't talk about linear tv a lot but because we were talking to um, small business owners a very entrepreneurial audience we did a partnership with shark tank so Mm -hmm. we were um, running our commercials within shark tank programming and if you think about not only are there a lot of small business owners that are watching that programming there are influencers right like um, my friend's a small business owner. Yeah. I saw this. Have you thought about getting small yeah. business insurance? Yeah. Attorneys,
1: investors, all the people Correct. that surround that ecosystem. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, a great placement that even led to some significant added value and opportunities for um, the C-suite with this client to engage with small business owners mm-hmm. at one of their forums mm-hmm. that they opened up. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what about, uh, I'm actually I'm going to pick apart a phrase that we've used a couple times here. We're talking about upper funnel, lower funnel, and Mm -hmm. I think those terms make a lot of sense to us. But again, if you own a business and you're not in marketing, um, I think people talk about funnels a lot, and I think theoretically everybody understands you come in the top of a funnel and you get pulled to the bottom of it. Um, But when we talk about it in relation to media, uh, the upper funnel is the broader brand-oriented. I've seen that company. I've heard of that company uh, I think of, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, Findley Roofing, I think the roof roof, mm-hmm. people, right? You know, I, th- I think of, you know, companies like that that are upper funnel. And then lower funnel is more conversion, act now, ask yes. for the quote. Uh, yes. You know, it assumes that you're re- closer to being able to make a decision. Absolutely. So, so w- as Absolutely. we talk about upper and lower. So another terminology you used, and I want to go back to connected TV because I feel that every client, that we talk to about connected TV is, you know, very excited. But you you also a moment ago used a linear TV example, mm-hmm. and then you've taught connected TV. So you can just explain the difference between linear and connected and then unpack connected TV for us. Okay. So linear, think of that as your
2: old school broadcast. Typically There's wired, an antenna. There's <laughs> wired or cable. Yep. yep. Coming in, yep. Um, so that would be a linear, linear. TV mm-hmm. buy. Connected TV is TV that you're watching streaming. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we can use Netflix as an example mm-hmm. as a streaming platform. Of course, it's not ad supported. Yeah. But um, in my house, we mm-hmm. are Directv, Hulu, TV, Roku, Hulu right. yeah, yeah. any any of those things, and and now um, just recently, streaming households have now overtaken. Wired household. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's coming. We're moving away from mm-hmm. that. Everything will be streaming. One kind of important nuance with connected TV, you'll hear people say over the top mm-hmm. or connected TV. Um, a lot of times they're used interchangeably. Or OTT, OTT which is over the top.
1: Mm-hmm. Over
2: the top. Mm-hmm. Connected TV is really in the big screen environment. Okay. So you were watching on on your television set, you're not watching on your mobile device mm-hmm. or your desktop. Now, I'm going to say that I do believe in the future this we may be pulling away from this soon yeah. when I watch my own children 16 and 21, they really only watch programming on their laptops mm-hmm. other than sports. Mm-hmm. Live sports yeah. we we tend to be in front of in front of the TV, but for now we're really focused on
1: connected TV in that big screen environment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's let's go further. So, uh, because again, I'm just sort of talking through what I what I know to be some assumptions. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that when you have linear TV, you buy the spot. The Super Bowl comes on. The spot plays, right. and you think it's over. Right. Did people are people aware of us or not? But connected TV goes on and on and on. Right. Yes. It, it, it may start there. So, just talk about when when we talk about connected TV. Where does it start and, and where do you go through the journey of the media, let's say? Well, when when we're purchasing
2: connected TV, we're working with a partner. First of all, I'm going to back up and start yeah. with targeting, yeah. which has changed so much. Even in five years ago, we were talking a lot about connected TV and OTT, and we still weren't putting a lot of targeting filters on it. Yeah. We might um, hand-select a group of networks, but we weren't really able to put any big targeting parameters mm-hmm. now we're able to um, you know to purchase different data sets Oracle data and and you know with our small business client hone in on small business owners mm-hmm. as our target um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you we're okay, targeting yep. you as a marketer yep uh, you're at home you're streaming um, we're gonna serve you a TV ad okay I'm going to know that you that it was served in your household, yep. and then I'm going to match devices. I'm okay. going to also know um, your cell phone, mm-hmm. your laptop. I'm going to know it's you because yep. you go to Moto Moto every yep. day as yep. a marketing agency. And then I'm going to follow you mm-hmm. and retarget you. This is not at all you. creepy, but I, just keep going. I think it's fascinating. Yep. <laughs> creepy, fascinating. Um, And then we're going to be able to continue to talk to you, you know, with display banners. You know, and it's important part, you've seen the awareness Mm -hmm. bot that tells you more of the story. And now you're seeing um, the display banner. And then we're able to measure if you come to our site and if you convert. And we'll go Mm -hmm. back to that low funnel. Get a quote is our conversion. Right, Right. Metric. So we're able to report. All of that back to the client, and if you think back to where we started the conversation with the yeah. water maker, yep.
1: Now I'm able to say yes, the tech connected TV right. did work, right? And because you've followed it all the way through, and you have proofs, right? right? You yes, have evidence. Yes. Um. So, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, let's circle back to targeting for a minute. Mm-hmm. So we talked about. Um, you know the the devices themselves, but just talk a little bit about what the what the targeting technology is for finding personas and people in there. Mm-hmm. You talked about me as a marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what what is possible in terms of of being able to target individuals. I mean, it's gotten
2: pretty precise, right? There's a number of different um, data sets that are available to purchase for. Targeting, uh, you know, we've talked about small business owners are a relatively broad target. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, we have a medical device yep. manufacturer yep. that targets a very niche subsection of healthcare wound professionals, care, special wound care, things I didn't know I would know yep. about. And we're able to find them as well. Yeah. Now, as a media person, I'm always going to look for scale. Yeah, yeah. We certainly don't want to tar- find a target. Um, so niche that we're hitting them over the head or we're not able to be efficient in reaching them. But, um, you know, there are a lot of different ways to 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 find that audience and a lot of different data that is available to to
1: isolate. I think that's the thing that's so exciting uh, as somebody who's been in the B2B arena, because, you know, uh, I think Advertisers or publishers used to always have uh, profiles of generally this is who listens and you mm-hmm. know they'd have Nielsen data on you know right. demographics and psychographics but that never covered these strange abstractions that you know we deal Correct. with in terms of B two B weird subject matter and strange job titles and mm-hmm. and you know it, that data is finally emerging. In these uh, sets, and it, and it really is making us able to do things more surgically, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as usual, we're going to run out of time before we get through all the things, but I, I want to tee up first, um, uh, and, and we'll, we'll start on the topic and, and move through. Let's do forward-looking, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things that comes up a lot, and, and when I say comes up, for five years our clients have been talking about ABM, uh, some say they've been doing it for 20, 30 years, and I believe them. They just haven't had, you know, ABM technology platforms to support it. But, um, you know, when when we kind of look ahead, can can you talk about, um, you know, ABM and what we're seeing there? And and I should say, obviously, the most hyped term right now is AI. Everybody's looking at AI, and and there's an there's an AI piece of everything. There's an AI right. piece of media. There's an AI piece of of ABM, there's an AI piece of of all the things around mm-hmm. us, but um, specific to ABM in terms of a practice, so account based. Mar- let me let me follow eat, eat my own dog food here. Account based marketing, right? Um, which uh, you know, increasingly clients want to not only uh, in a B2B environment where. Um, you know you have these huge committees that make decisions and the association of national advertisers um, did a study with linkedin and they determined that in a b2b sale uh, currently there are approximately 17 people involved in a major decision so this is not you know frank and sandy like the house and so the two of them can make a decision right this is 17 Mm -hmm. people that have Mm -hmm. to weigh in Um, And so when you're looking at that, you know, you need to not only market to Frank and market to Sandy and market to the kids and market to the grandparents, you know, like there's 17 people that that may be in this purchase. Um, So talk a little bit about ABM for a minute. Talk about what what that is and and where we're using it or what we see the possibilities be. I mean, I think you did a great
2: job describing it, because if you think about it from a media perspective, um, you know. If our clients are taking an ABM approach, which really does take into account multiple audiences, uh, you know that could be difficult, mm-hmm. right? If we're targeting, I don't know, six different job functions yep. or different titles within an organization, and it has become an important part of the conversation. Yep. So one of the things that we have done is sought out um, partners that can help us go to market um, with an account-based mm-hmm. model. Yep. One of those. Um, I don't have to tell you this, yeah. but you know yeah. that we have a strategic alliance yep. partnership with um, a company called DemandBase, mm-hmm. which has an ABM platform. Part of their platform is an ad cloud, mm-hmm. which is sort of a, a programmatic, um, a, you know, a, a programmatic buying. Tool yep. and programmatic, uh, in simplest terms, to me is smart computers. Mm-hmm. Right, we're able to um, use a lot of information to find the right people mm-hmm. and and then target serve. them yeah. in microseconds. So we're bidding yeah. against the right audience, but mm-hmm. really smart computers for lack of better words. Um, and what demand base does, and what we're doing for our clients is, we have the opportunity to target at the account level. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting things like job function or job titles into the mix to target, we're functioning more on intent cues. So we work very closely with our strategy team. We work closely with the creative team. We work closely with our clients to understand what are those sort of intent keywords that Mm -hmm. would guide us to to find the audience. Because again, it's it's crossing departments, it's crossing levels of seniority, mm-hmm. but we know by virtue of the fact that they're engaging with this type of content or these types of keywords that we're
1: going to reach the correct yeah. audience. Well, you know, one of the things that I think anybody that's looking at ABM, and, and I say looking at because a lot of people aren't doing it, but they mm-hmm. continue to talk about it, and, and part of it is the people in your organization, are you connecting the right people to get the insight and have mm-hmm. the right targets in the first place? Um, the other part is the the technologies to track this all the way through, things like demand base to be able to target them, um, but uh, you know, I think it, it's really important that you understand different people are in different places on the mm-hmm. journey, and, mm-hmm. and so there's been a lot of that with our clients. Um, uh, there's uh, several technology companies that have gone through a transformation over the last few years, and it's not just a campaign nuanced a few ways with a jazzy headline that speaks to different roles. It really is about this area in an organization has never heard of us and mm-hmm. probably doesn't care about mm-hmm. us, right, versus these people have known us for 25 years and they've stopped listening because they're so tired, right? Correct. So you, you have to do different things depending on who the, who the roles may be or, you know, with a lot of our clients, it's we're going to focus on different vertical targets uh, right. at this point in time. And so, you know, I think it's important for anybody who's doing marketing, it's not just important to know who are the demographics and how do you push the words and the pictures to them, but do the words and the pictures need to do a different job based on where these people are. I mean, I know Correct. journeys is, is an overused term, but it's a perfect term because people are in different places and you have to meet them where they are and then bring mm-hmm. them the yeah. rest of the way. So we, we've talked a, a lot about um, various media channels, how people are using them, some of the challenges that our clients um, you know, experience trying to deploy things, even to understand what, what their options are you know, to find a great partner like us, right, that, uh, that could help them understand where, where where the waste is, right? The, the, the John Wanamaker, again, mm-hmm. like don't don't spend money there because you're throwing good money after bad right. versus, wow, we did this test here and, you know, we really think you should look at that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we've covered all of that. When we come back, what I want to talk about, and, and it's everybody's favorite thing, again, the economy is very interesting right now, but I want to talk about KPIs, Uh, And then we're going to have a little fun at the very end. But we will be back in a minute with Melissa Nordine. This morning in the Atlanta
0: airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is
2: ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1, smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olson. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app.
0: So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.
1: We are back with the marketing madhouse, Melissa Nordine. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to drag you into the studio. I know you weren't delighted at the idea. thank you for having me. But you're such a natural. See, (laughs) this wasn't painful. It's great. Um, So we're going to close out today, and we're going to go fast and frenzied. I have three topics I want us to hit on um, uh, some things. So I want us to talk about KPIs. Everybody needs better KPIs, different KPIs, they need to be able to speak to the ones they have. Talk a little bit about what are the top KPIs we report on or that people are asking about and maybe even, you know, misconceptions about those KPIs.
2: Uh, Well, I would say the one thing about KPIs, um, the most important thing is alignment, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. right. It really starts with that and I know that our My account team partners Mm -hmm. love when I say that, but it really is from the very beginning ensuring that we're aligned with our clients Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes they may have the appropriate buzzwords that they're thinking about, but when push comes to shove, their KPI might be a little bit different, Mm -hmm. or perhaps their boss's KPI is a little bit different. Um, A lot of the things that we report on, we've talked upper funnel, lower funnel, You know, we're always going to check the boxes, do the due diligence on things. Oh, I've done it again.
1: KPI is a key performance indicator. I I believe somebody, but how do we? What What are these ROI metrics that we are using? Yeah, and some are.
2: You know, we any good media person is going to tell you how many impressions we delivered. When I say impressions, Mm -hmm. it's almost like eyeballs, right? Like how many of those people are we going to?
1: Are we going to reach? And so um, when we're talking top of funnel, it's impressions, eyeballs. This is where awareness is reach, heard, correct. uh, All of that. And then what is what's what are some lower funnel? So when we get sort of, I'll go
2: to mid funnel when we think about engagement. When I say engagement, it means they did something with the ad. Did they click it? Did they watch it? Um, So we'll report on engagement. Metrics: How many people did it, and then an engagement rate or a click-through rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll look a lot at that, and then it, a lot of our clients, because many are B two B focused, mm-hmm. we're looking at things like contacts or leads. Mm-hmm. So that comes into play, and that sort of brings us through the funnel. But and mm-hmm. from my perspective, the biggest thing is to make sure um, on
1: the front end that we understand. What we're going to be graded on. I want to I want to put a, a, a an exception or a caveat on that. It brings you through the funnel, except I think there's a lot of disagreement about what mm-hmm. coming out the bottom of the funnel is. Is it a marketing qualified lead? Is it a sales qualified lead? Is it someone that is actually demoing, or is it someone who is now purchased. And so these things could mean something entirely different to everyone on your team. And when you're reporting, you have to understand when you say conversion, what do you mean? Because we may mean clicks on something and Correct. fills out a form. That is a form conversion. Mm-hmm. But your head of sales may think a conversion is they bought it, right? And so, so you really have to Click in on these uh, these these terms to make sure, and and especially in B two B, I think at Coca Cola, a conversion is they uh, whatever they they have a loyalty coupon on their phone. You better believe they're drinking a Coke thirty seconds later, probably. You know what I mean? Like that Correct. that's a fast Correct. transaction. But especially in the B two B long sales cycle, considered purchase world, that's where. You have these really long, multifaceted conversion paths exactly. uh, that that you have to make sure you're all speaking the same language. on Exactly, those and I
2: think we've really gone um, from saying lead to being really careful to say contact mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. from a media and an advertising perspective, that's what we can bring to them. Yep, yep, and, an and actual
1: contact. And and I think that's another thing. You know, again, going back to that ABM, you know. Th- who who is looking at this report? If you are marketers, you have one set of needs with the information. If you are doing ABM and your sales and marketing teams are coming mm-hmm. together, they have a different set of needs and interests and handoffs. And if you're the executive team, they don't want to see grids and grids and grids and percentages and all the things. They want to know, is our investment working? Is it doing is it delivering more of the things we hoped it would? And you know, like right. they need a, a really really short executive summary. Um. Okay, so I want to pivot for a second. Uh, I know we're in our last seg- segment, and, and I want to talk about talent for a minute. Um, you know, we, we have been in our careers for a while, um, you know, hiring people, bringing them up, developing them. And I've been doing a lot of talking in collegiate environments recently, uh, and I'm about to talk to another group. Um, And I think it's, you know, it's very interesting when people want to know what are what skills are you looking for? Right. Mm -hmm. What what will make someone good? And I know we are hiring, uh, you know, in in our media function as as media grows uh, with us. So what are those most important skills uh, and, uh, you know, what should somebody interested in a career in media be looking for? Mm
2: -hmm. I think from a from a hard skill Mm -hmm. perspective, it is certainly some comfort with math, comfort with spreadsheets, enjoyment of more of an analytical process. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a lot of things that can be taught, but I believe in the beginning, uh, you know, you really have to like the nerdier
1: side of our business. Right, if it's really boring to you, it's not all of a sudden going to become engaging probably. Correct,
2: but it's... It is, uh, I think, learning the tactics, learning the reporting, things like that can be taught. Mm -hmm. But it starts with a comfort with,
1: um, again, the nerdier side Mm -hmm. of the business, which I happen to think is the cool side. Mm -hmm. And Uh, then how, as you come up in your mm -hmm. career, what do you go to, like if you have this grounding and anchoring and math and spreadsheets and you see how it connects, what then makes somebody really shine maybe at a media supervisor level? I think...
2: Um, curiosity mm-hmm. is always going to be part of it. We've talked about a lot about the evolution of media and things are constantly yeah. changing. So I think it you have to be curious and have a desire to continue to mm-hmm. learn and also be comfortable with an ever-changing environment yeah. because that is pretty much the only thing that I think has stayed the same is that it's constantly been changing. Um, The other thing that I would layer on in general, I think in our business, but when I think about media and I think back when I got my start, Mm -hmm. um, I was very lucky to have a mentor in the business Mm -hmm. who taught me early on media is my discipline. Mm -hmm. It's what we're gonna do well, we're gonna be the expert. Mm -hmm. But but two things, always have a seat at the table with your Mm -hmm. client. Mm And we're always marketers, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I cannot... Mm-hmm. But you, to be successful, you can't just embrace media only, but really understand the bigger impact yeah. to the client's business. And I think as media has evolved, that's become more and more important. It's the one of the biggest investments they make. Yeah. Yep. So we have to be part of their team
1: I, I would say that for for anybody in any career that's yes. that's in marketing there's the my discipline approach which doesn't mean you're better it's your you have to be expert at it but then the people that really come out head and shoulders above are the ones who see how it helps others around them and how it mm-hmm. you know connects with them like who yes. who are your stakeholders? Who, who is on this journey, that seat at the table you're talking about? Because if you can only speak your language, you're not speaking the language, right? You, you have to be able to take what you know and then tell it in, in, in everybody else's uh, nomenclature. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to use another, you know, $3 word or however many dollars that word was. Um, so... It's the madhouse, and it, we wouldn't be crazy if we weren't talking about something crazy. And I know we've both had very crazy careers, and I want to hear, what is the craziest thing that has ever happened to you in media or career or your life? Oh, well. well let's take the life back. Okay, in, in your career, in media. <laughs> um, I think one
2: of my favorite crazy requests when I um, – spent time in new york i actually moved to new york to work on atlanta-based bell south so that made a <laughs> you lot of see sense that happening
1: all the time nope. yeah. I, yeah i left atlanta yeah.
2: and we were launching um, a really big campaign i was actually not the craziest part was um, the creative director insisted on 90 second tv spots which Ooh. nobody is 90 second no that's funny long. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the craziest <laughs> thing it was um they had created a mythical town mm. in the in the spot and the creative director came to my office and asked me to research buying the tops of all of the warehouses that you see as you land at hartsfeld mm. So they could um, put on the top welcome to, I think Chatsford was the name mm-hmm, of it. Welcome mm-hmm, to Chatsford. Mm-hmm. And, um, we didn't end up doing that, mm-hmm. but I made a lot of phone calls and I think people thought I had lost my mind, but it goes back to what
1: I said mm-hmm. any path to the consumer exactly is media yeah and and well and those are the things I mean I've seen all kinds of crazy installations mm-hmm. in the last few years where you'll have you know it's, it's sort of the combination between environmental and experiential mm-hmm. where you know something comes out of a billboard or something comes yeah. out of a building or off yeah. of a building I know you've bought mm-hmm. you know building media uh, and TKE. Well, think rock right. City. Right. Yeah that was yeah. the original Right, exactly. It's there there's no place you can't activate a consumer. Right. That's right. <laughs> um well, this this was uh fantastic. I re, I you know, loved kind of uh going I'm a nerd, so I like all of these topics, but but more importantly, I think letting people know that they are complex and, you know, they they you just need somebody who's willing to kind of understand what you need to accomplish mm-hmm. and then know their tools, you know, back right. to your it's a discipline. Really get into what is capable of being done and, 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 you know, which things might be if you're willing to test um, so that you can really win. And, uh, you know, I think that our clients are certainly looking to us for as much creativity as possible. You know, I think people often talk about marketing and advertising as a creative field and they think that means design or they think that means copywriting. But really what is creative about it is how do we find and surround buyers, you know, how do we understand what their journey is right. and then match them with the right things to help them on that path, not just to, you know, shout yes. at them, uh, but but to get there. So anyway, thank you so much for taking time with us. Um, you know, obviously... Love having you on the team. It has been fantastic. Love being on the team. It's, it's all good. We, we've got exciting things coming uh, ahead. We, we're onboarding a couple of new uh, media clients and talking to a few others. So uh, if you happen to be listening to the section on talent and you know someone that is uh, curious and likes math and likes spreadsheets and uh, analysis but also really is interested in where this goes next um, I think you had mentioned something about linear radio. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, there, there's a lot changing. So yes. uh, if you're interested in a media position, definitely hit us up at Motomoto Moto Agency. Um, hopefully this was helpful. Uh, as always, remember, there is a fine line between genius and insanity, and we're walking it. I'm your host, Moira Vetter with guest Melissa Nordine, and we will see you next time on The Marketing Madhouse.